Hi, I'm Charlene Duzik. I am the president of California JCs. Welcome. We're very, very excited today. Um, we have um, Paul and Lisa Raggio, right? I, did I say that? Yeah, I, I, I'm good. I'm good here with us today. And we're very excited to have them. But before we dive into what we are going to be talking about and is on the docket, we want to give you a little insight of California JCs and JCs in general. JCs is a international organization for uh, young professionals, 21 to 40, and we learn leadership development through community action. But of course, along the way, we want to give them those skill sets that they are going to apply through community action. And that's why we are here today, right? We're here to discuss strategic I'm like, blah, blah, blah. I get my, this is why this is leadership unscripted because you kind of fumble through it a little bit sometimes too. But we're doing strategic thinking and execution. And we are very, very excited to have you be leading that for us in May. But before we get into that, I want you to give us a little bit of insight of who you are, where you come from, your background and, and share with that um, with us today. Good. Well, thanks uh, for having us. First of all, this is a great opportunity for us, and certainly the topic that you have is something that we're very passionate about. Uh, we started One True North about a year and a half ago, and it may have started, I don't know, years ago. We're a brother and sister team uh, brought up in Glendale, and I went off to college at Santa Clara University on a ROTC scholarship, and then from there went into the Army for 26 years, had three specialties, really. One was uh, in law enforcement, one was as a comptroller, and one was as a legislative liaison. And then after 26 years, I was recruited by a large corporation to start a company for him and then run multiple companies for him, and did that after 14 years, retired again. Our parents are still alive, and I came back to California. I was on the East Coast, and... Um, didn't want to retire and approached Lisa and she'll tell her story about setting up a company. So that's what we did and we wanted to do it in something that we both are very passionate about. So we provide leadership and business coaching solutions for communities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're very excited that we get to give where we live now. Uh, so Paul being gone in the East Coast for many years and my work was concentrated on San Fernando and San Gabriel Valleys. Having lived up in Santa Clarita though for almost 20 years, I was excited about the opportunity to launch something up here, which is one part uh, us being able to empower our community members with leadership development, and another part in regards to business coaching. So we're really excited to be here um, talking about our favorite subject with you, and we know the mission of JCI as well and how mm -hmm. important that is, and it's something that we support, and we want to be a part of its growth and development. So we're happy to be here. Perfect, perfect. Well, I know uh, I called up Paul the other day, and I said, how we're, we're coming up for JCI. We're coming up close to mid-year. I mean, May, June's right around the corner. And we always have chapters that, you know, need a little bit of um, revisitation uh, when it comes to strategic plans, when they're planning out their their future for the remainder of the year, because we learn a lot from the first half of the year. What do we do? What are we thinking about? And I said, would you guys like to do something like that, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so um, 
in the in, in not only in the business community but strategic planning is heavily um, applic- applicable to the nonprofit sector mm-hmm. when we're putting together events and um, you know give us a little insight as to some of those key things that we would focus on during that process because like I said in Santa Clarita we have like over 300 nonprofits and JCI does come in and we do help out a lot but JCI is not just in Santa Clarita it's international and we have a lot of chapters that will be jumping on this too as well so yeah my my background for 21 years has been in nonprofit executive management and so I've been really lucky and blessed to work with a total of nine profit nine nonprofits I I like to call them for impact because I'm a big believer in not having them be defined by what they don't do but by what they do do for impact and I'll say having spent time before going into the for impact sector at Nestle and Disney um, those both became very uh, uh, appropriate in regards to the work that I was doing with for impact for impact and nonprofits need as much help, if not more, in regards to strategic thinking, strategic planning. There is so much emphasis in regards to the delivery of services in the nonprofit for impact sector, and there isn't as much in regards to the foundation which comes with strategic thinking and planning. Um, and I always encourage those in the nonprofit sector to be thinking about your long term impact and sustainability. And if you're going to be committed to that, then you have to be paying attention and responsible to the strategic thinking and planning. So I'll open up with that and then let Paul share too. I'm gonna give you a big if. Mm -hmm. If any organization took the time to do deliberate strategic thinking and execution planning, they will create success in their organization. Mm -hmm. Without question. Doesn't matter if it's a nonprofit, doesn't matter if it's a hair salon down the street, a restaurant, or a billion-dollar business. And what we find is an absence in the process. Hmm. So if you look at strategic, and we emphasize strategic thinking, execution, planning, because often we get lost in just this concept of strategic planning, and then we put it on a shelf. And we don't fix responsibility and hold people accountable for executing the plan. So we make a point of saying strategic thinking, execution planning, and then follow a deliberate process. And the process is something that's repetitive, time over time, and you should do this quarterly. Every organization should do it quarterly. Even a sole proprietor. Mm -hmm. And the sole proprietor does it by thinking, what are our dreams? What is it that we're trying to achieve, the direction? So... If you don't have a vision, if the organization doesn't have a vision, that's a starting point. Mm -hmm. You have to have a pathway to go Mm -hmm. if you have people following you. So there are certain elements, and we look forward to uh, really facilitating this in the workshop, and we'll do it by demonstrations too, about what are the key elements in the planning process that you need to dig into to put together a cohesive plan that's executable and you can fix responsibility and hold people accountable to accomplishing the goals associated with it. Mm -hmm. That really is what planning is. Yeah. Well, we, uh, every, every year at the very beginning, uh, most, um, most JCI chapters 
um, and engage in something called CLC, which is our civic leadership certification. And uh, along that process, you're visiting components of that and revisiting the plan. But, you know, if you're starting off as a chapter in their infancy, sometimes it, it becomes overwhelming mm -hmm. um, and, and you don't know where to start. Um, what, a, what do you find as the most valuable component to start off with that? And I know you're going to dive into even more key elements to this in the workshop, but what is that number one thing that you think every organization, every nonprofit, company, um, when, they're, when they're kicking things off, what, what is that? Well, I, uh, if you know Paul and I long enough, you'll know mm -hmm. that the first thing we always start with is why. What is your purpose? And be purpose-driven. That's that. It always starts with why. And then my experience is, before Paul and I went into business, having been a nonprofit executive management consultant, is a lot of nonprofit or for impact um, know their mission. They may not have it published yet, but they're aware of what their mission is. But they haven't spent a lot of time in regards to their vision. They haven't really... Um, built consensus in regards to where they're headed. They have been, like a lot of small businesses are, they've been heavy in the operations, they've been committed to the mission and delivering the services, so they're mindful of that particular time, but not in regards to where they're going and where they want to be. Mm -hmm. And so I think I think Paul would say the same thing, but yeah. we'll have him share. I'd, we'd start with why, and then what's your vision? Mm-hmm. And then once you have that, let's, I'll paint another picture for you. Maybe that's a, a big elephant 100 miles away. And you're thinking, and you have to eat it. And you think to yourself, where do I start? I mean, just on something like that. So the planning process actually takes you through steps that will break that down so you can see a pathway to achieve something at that level. And what what we often find is is people will put big dreams out there, or there'll be a lot of discussion on something, a lot of great ideas, but then breaking that idea down into incremental steps, whether it's sequential or concurrent steps, and how do you get that, and how do you resource those steps, that's where it becomes really difficult. And if you don't have a deliberate process to go through mm -hmm. that takes you along that path, then all you have is a goal. Yeah. You, you don't have anything that you can execute to get to that goal. And, and then it likely, then it goes on the shelf. And people said, well, we did our strategic planning, but it doesn't get you to where you wanna go. That's the difference. Do you see uh, in, in sometimes in businesses and organizations that, that people confuse activity for productivity? Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. That's when we said being stuck in 70 to 80 percent of operations mm -hmm. and just doing something over and over, but not, you know, there's a difference between being reactive and responsible. The root word of or responsive is responsible mm -hmm. is that you do some thinking about it in regards to why you're doing it. It always starts with why. Uh, and, and a lot of people confuse, and this is what I've seen in the four impact nonprofit sector, there's a lot of passion, which is, which is why I love it. You know, I worked in corporate for almost a decade, but I was inspired by working in the four impact because I knew that that was my particular calling was to serve, it's, it's been in the last 10 years to serve those who have served, mm -hmm. um, and then also to make a difference in deep impact. And I've worked with a lot of different clientele that, you know, underserved, underprivileged populations that you are providing a service and, and they're in need. There's a lot of passion there. And sometimes our passion 
it's a good thing to be passionate about it. However, if the passion isn't lining up with, you know, where it is that the vision and how you're going about it, which, which is the mission, and your why it is, it's fulfilling the purpose, then you're out of alignment. And Paul and I emphasize mm-hmm. a lot about being in alignment. And that ends up being the main goal to achieve in regards to strategic thinking and execution planning. A lot of people get stuck in something, a goal that sounds really good. Oh my gosh, you know what we could do? We could do this and it's gonna be so great, it's gonna be so cool. And then we'll say, it does sound good, and let's sit down and let's ask ourselves, is it driving it toward, is it driving us towards our vision? Mm-hmm. Is it helping us meet our mission? Mm-hmm. And putting it through that. Um, and so the goals become the progress pillars, not the be all end all. They become a part of what needs to be lined up so that ultimately you're achieving your North Star, which is why we one were in agreement <laughs> for One True North, right? We mm-hmm. wanna help people uh, discover and live their One True North, their North Star. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. I see oh, whenever I go through the process of learning or, um, you know, putting into place uh, these trainings, I won't I will confess a little bit of is me wanting to be coached, too, <laughs> mm-hmm. because even though I have done this a million times and and I think one of the most beautiful things when you hear about training and development, um, strategic planning, crucial conversations, anything is that they are timeless principles. Mm-hmm. They're not a secret that mm-hmm. but you have to have to often revisit them just to keep them into practice and brush up on that that skill set because even today you know as a as the president of California JCs I have to sit there and go where are we at we need to bring our team together we need to look at what are you know are we living by our mission what are those those planning um, those purposeful planning um, goals that we need to put into place and what are the actions that are um, addressing uh, to get us to where we need to be in our end in mind. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so, so excited to have you both. Um, with that, our event is May 22nd. It's going to be coming up quick. And um, uh, I definitely want to uh, to ask you um for any tidbits for anybody that you think this might apply to, because we want to not just impact our, our California JCs, our national JCs, but anybody out there who would who would benefit from this. And it sounds like you were saying earlier, businesses, nonprofit, well, sure, anybody, and anybody that's part of an organization, because the the planning process is really inclusive. It's not exclusive. So when you, when you go through the process and it becomes very deliberate, you purposely look for the ideas of the organization that is following the leadership, whatever that may be. Um, and what that, what that does is it, it makes this connection within the team that they've been a part of a solution and a pathway forward to a vision. So anybody in an organization, and especially those that are emerging or aspiring leaders, this is something that you should put in your toolkit and keep it there. Now, you may change a little bit part of the, the process itself, but you, you made an excellent point that there's foundational elements to planning. It's, it's not going to go away. It's just how you actually implement them, and uh, we... I do. 
Lisa doesn't so much, but Vince Lombardi is an idol of mine. But if you ever watch Vince Lombardi and the Green Bay Packers playing football, his whole uh, game was fought on the foundational principles of football. Mm-hmm. He, he always talked about, if I can control six inches either side of the scrimmage, we're going to be the winners. It's the same thing with planning. If you can control the foundational elements of what you're doing in planning, like I opened with, you'll have a successful organization. Mm -hmm. I I assure you of it. But it has to be deliberate. It's a discipline. It's like anything else. If you get good at it, it it will go faster. It will be more impactful. What you uh, put out there in terms of goal and goal development, they'll be actionable. And people will understand that when you see something like this being developed, that they will have their own responsibility. And there's nothing more beautiful than people holding themselves accountable to achieving something. Absolutely. Absolutely. And good for you, too, when you talk about how you have a desire to be coached, right? And, mm-hmm. and I have coaches. Really, everybody um, could benefit from being in a constant state of coaching. Uh, Mm -hmm. Paul's experience in the military, 26 uh, years in the Army, and then my experience in regards to serving those who've served. Uh, And then we have a legacy of it, too. I mean, from uh, our grandfather, who was in World War I and World War II, up and Mm -hmm. through Paul, and there was other family members in between. But a part of that is um, to to be inspired by the possibility of maximizing your potential, Mm -hmm. right? of always being in a state of what it is that you could do to grow, learn, and lead. And what the military um, is so good at is always being mindful of leading people up. Mm-hmm. They always all they, they always have to be mindful of succession planning. Yeah. That is a part of, of what it is that they have to do. And so that's one area that all of us could benefit from is to be mindful of, okay, what do I need to do to be continuously leading and learning and maximizing my potential? And what do I need to be mindful of in an organization especially in regards to who am I training to lead up, Mm -hmm. right? And and it comes with a willingness to be coached. So that's why I'm commending you because that's a signature part of leadership Mm -hmm. is that you also have the other side that says, no, I I need to be led too, to learn how to be led as well. Well, and... And, and we talked a little bit offline earlier about this, but anyone that usually engages in the training and development field wants to unleash the potential of other people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, often in our processes, we forget that, yes, we can do something, but it's so beautiful when you turn around and give that to somebody else yeah. and then watch them light up and get excited about I never knew I could do this. I never knew I could accomplish this. And so again, going back to providing those basic tool sets that are not secrets, right? They're, they're just revisitation of, of principles and practice. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we do you know, with JCI within taking that strategic plan, applying it to the organization, but also applying it to our projects because you, you can take that down on a, on a smaller scale to a project and then say, what is our purpose? And that is one of the things that we have a a project management guide is what we call it. It's basically an outline and overview of the entire um, pro forma, if you will. And you're, you're, 
top line is what is your purpose? What is your sole single purpose that mm. you're trying to achieve? Are you trying to fundraise? Are you trying to expose people to the chapter? Are you trying to just impact a certain percentage of, you know, our senior population if we're doing a project for our senior population or our kids in the school district? What does that look like? And then break it down to our specific measurable goals. So it's it's very exciting to be able to turn this around and give this to somebody else. And I so, so excited to have you both. Again, they are going to be here on May 22nd. It will be online on Zoom, but eventually they will be back too, and it will be in person. So on May 22nd at 10 a.m. and register online on Eventbrite, and we do have it on our event online, but you'll see it all over the place too, mm-hmm. and we'll look forward to it. Well, we we're very too. grateful. Yeah, yeah, we're grateful and we're looking forward to it too. Perfect. These Absolutely. are fun for us. Thank you, thank you. Thank you.